Welcome to the Vine Life Podcast. We're a church in Manchester who love Jesus, each other and our city. Catch up on this week's message and more. Hello, I'm Richard. I'm really sorry that I couldn't join you in person today, but I am genuinely honoured to have this opportunity to share with you all for just a few minutes. Uh, it's been a privilege to journey alongside some of your leaders over this past season, and they have worked so hard and given so much of themselves in such difficult circumstances. So I honour them and I commend them. And um, I'm so thrilled for you all that you've arrived at this point of praying and commissioning, praying for and commissioning your new core leadership team. Joe, Ralph, Andy, Lucy, John, Emma and Neil, I am praying for you guys as you serve this amazing community of God's people. Vine Life, you're amazing. Well, Today we're going to read some verses uh, from the prophet Haggai. So I want to begin by giving you some context. Haggai lived in Jerusalem in about 520 BC. Jerusalem had been conquered by the Babylonians and the Jewish people had been taken into exile nearly 70 years earlier. But the Babylonian Empire had now been overthrown by the Persians and the Persians had allowed any Jews who wanted to, to return to Jerusalem, which still lay in ruins. So a group of Jews returned under the leadership of a high priest called Joshua and a descendant of King David called Zerubbabel. And they began to rebuild Jerusalem. But then Haggai comes along in Haggai chapter one and he really challenges the people. He says they've been focusing on rebuilding their own houses while neglecting the temple of God. Now, we shouldn't fall into the trap of comparing the Old Testament temple with any individual church building or even any individual church organisation. The New Testament teaches us clearly that the Old Testament temple was a shadow of what was to come. But the significance of the temple and all of its sacrifices and rituals was that it enabled God's presence to dwell in the midst of his people. It enabled God to be present with his people, to, to live among them. So when the original temple was completed, we read that God's glory descended upon it. Now the Hebrew word for glory points to the weight or significance of something. When God's glory filled the temple, it's like it was being filled with the weight of his presence, like the significance of his presence was being made manifest, like something of the, the beauty and the wonder, something of the splendor and magnificence of God was being put on display. But even that wasn't the fullness of what God intended. When the glory of God first filled the Old Testament temple, we're told that the priests were unable to minister and perform their duties because they weren't even able to stand under the weight of God's presence. So although the temple housed the presence of God, the, the people back then, they still couldn't enter it fully. There was a curtain that separated the most holy place from the rest of the temple and only the high priest was able to enter that most holy place and even then only once a year on the day of atonement the people well they were just too rebellious too sinful to be able to survive the full weight of God's glory and that's why what Jesus did for us on the cross is so amazing 
Jesus gave his life so that we could be cleansed and set free from all our sin and rebellion, so that we could be forgiven and made righteous and acceptable before God. And the New Testament tells us that when he did that, the temple curtain was torn in two from top to bottom. Jesus made it possible for us to enter into God's glory, to truly experience his presence amongst us. In fact, the New Testament apostles help us to understand that now, instead of having a temple made of stone, God is constructing his temple out of us, his people. Peter says in 1 Peter 2 verse 5 that we are living stones being built into a spiritual house. And Paul says in Ephesians 2.22 that we're being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. So we need to have this New Testament fulfillment in mind when we read our Old Testament prophecies about the temple. So back to Haggai. We said that in Chapter one, Haggai has challenged those Jews who returned to Jerusalem that they've been focusing all their efforts on building houses for themselves and have neglected the temple of God. Now the people, they, they did respond and they, they began to rebuild the temple. But the trouble was, it didn't look anywhere near as glorious or magnificent or impressive as the temple they'd had before. They'd realised their mistakes and they'd repented and they'd asked for God's forgiveness. But even as they now tried to put things right, they became discouraged because it simply wasn't as good as what they had before. And this is where we're going to pick things up in Haggai chapter 2 verses 1 to 9. Haggai 2, 1 to 9, and I'm reading from the NIV. In the second year of King Darius, on the 21st day of the seventh month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai, Speak to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, to Joshua, son of Josedach, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people. Ask them, who of you is left who saw this house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Does it not seem to you like nothing? But now be strong, Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, Joshua, son of Josedach, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord, and work. For I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. This is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations and what is desired by all nations will come. And I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house says the Lord Almighty, and in this place I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. When you look at Vine Life today, and when you compare it to what some of you have known in the past, let's be honest, some of you could become discouraged, or perhaps simply overwhelmed by the task ahead. When we think about the kind of people that God wants, the kind of church where everybody is powerful, 
where everybody is full of the Holy Spirit and confidently using the gifts that God has given them. Where everybody feels encouraged and empowered and equipped for the mission that God has given them. Where everybody feels valued and respected and wanted. Where everybody knows that they are part of a family and that they have a crucial part to play. Where everybody serves and where everybody is fulfilled. When we think about that church that God longs for us to be, how does what we have look to us right now? But now be strong, declares the Lord. Be strong, you leaders. Be strong, all you people, declares the Lord. And work, for I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. My spirit remains among you. Do not fear. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. You see, what God can do is not dependent on what we can achieve with our own efforts. It's not about our plans or our strategies or even our resources. God is able to supply all of those things and he will. It seems the only thing that God has chosen to make necessary on our part is our faith and obedience, to trust him and obey him, to repent when he shows us that we've got it wrong and to come to him with fresh hope and faith and expectation. The prophet Ezekiel also prophesied about God's glory filling his temple. In fact, Ezekiel started prophesying before the fall of Jerusalem and he warned the people that God's glory would leave the temple if they continue to live in disobedience. And then while the people were in exile and the temple lay in ruins, just as he predicted, Ezekiel began to prophesy a better future. He prophesied the return of God's glory. And as part of that, in Ezekiel 37, he described a vision of a valley full of dry bones. And God asked him whether those bones could live again. And it seems Ezekiel didn't know if they could because he said, you alone know, sovereign Lord. And God said, prophesy to the bones that they will live. And the bones came together and flesh appeared on them. And God said to Ezekiel, prophesy to the wind to the breath, the breath might enter those bodies that they might live again. And you know that that word for wind or breath is the same word in Hebrew as for the spirit of God. The spirit of God is the breath of God and Ezekiel continued to prophesy the return of God's glory to his temple. And in Ezekiel 47, he described a river flowing out from his temple. And that river flowed from the presence of God into the dry and barren places, into the desert valley. And wherever that river flowed, it brought life. It caused dead things to come to life. And that's what God wants to do in and through us, in and through you, Vine Life. He wants to, to fill you with his glorious presence by his spirit. And then he wants to send you into the dry and barren places to bring his life wherever you go. These last few years may have been tough. But the glory 
of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. Not because you've got a new leadership team, great as they all are, or because you've changed the way that you do certain things, but because God is committed to building his church and he's not giving up on you as his people. From our point in history, we know the ultimate fulfillment of that promise that God gave through Haggai was not in the physical temple that they managed to rebuild, but in the temple of the Holy Spirit that God would make possible through Jesus. It's never been about the human structures and organizations that we could build for God, but about what he, because of Jesus, is able to build in and through our lives. If you, Vine Life, will remain in Jesus, the true vine, then the glorious possibilities are endless. You can make an impact in your communities. You can reach people with the amazing truth of the gospel. You can put the love and justice of God on display. You can move in the power of God. You can build a loving, supporting and empowering church community where everyone feels valued and wanted and where everyone gets to be powerful. As you come to Jesus, to drink of the Holy Spirit of God, rivers of living water will flow from your inmost being. But now, be strong, declares the Lord. Be strong, you leaders. Be strong, all you people, declares the Lord. And work, for I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. My spirit remains among you. Do not fear. God bless you. Hope you enjoyed today's message. If you want to find out more, head to our website, finelife.co.uk, or follow us on Instagram. God bless and see you soon.